All thanks and praise is due to God. We seek God's help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in God from evil within ourselves and the consequences of our evil deeds. Whoever God guides will never be led astray. And whoever God allows to go astray will never find guidance. I bear witness that there is no God but God, alone without any partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad is God's servant and God's messenger. You who believe, be mindful of God, as it is God's due. Make sure you devote yourselves to God and to your dying moment. Um, that's chapter 3, verse 102. Every day, at least 17 times, if you complete your obligatory prayers, Muslims say Al-Fatiha, the opening, the first surah chapter of the Quran, the holy book for Muslims. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah bil alamin, maliki yomadin, iyaka nabuduwa yaka estain, and dina surat al-mustaqim, surat al-adina antalehim, mingdulubiyalehim, walabdalim, amin. Let me tell you the English translation for that, and that is, in the name of God, the infinite, compassionate, the merciful. Praise be to God, Lord of all the worlds, the compassionate, the merciful, ruler on the day of reckoning. You alone do we worship, and you alone do we ask for help. Guide us on the straight path, the path of those who have received your grace, not the path of those who have brought down wrath, nor of those who wander astray. Amen. This is a translation by um, Kabir Helminski. So, in this translation, Ahrahman or Rahim are translated as compassion and mercy. Muhammad Assad translates Ahrahman and Arahim um, to both mean grace. Um, A. Yusuf Ali translates Ahrahman to mean grace and Ahrahim to mean mercy. Rahman is mentioned 57 times in the Quran. Rahim is mentioned 114 times, which is twice as much. Rahman is also a chapter in the Quran. And Surah Al-Fatiha, Ahrahman and Ahrahim are both mentioned twice. Generally, Muslims believe that there are 99 names, attributes of God. Why did God select to highlight those two names? They begin 113 of the 114 chapters of the Quran. The title of today's khutbah is Holding Compassion and Mercy for Ourselves and Others. I would like to explore these two attributes of God with you today to see how we can incorporate them into our daily lives. Let me tell you a story, a story about a little girl. This little girl had dreams. She had dreams that when she grew up, she would marry a wonderful, handsome man, have at least two kids because she disliked being an only child. She would have a great career, a lovely home, and a cute dog. She would have a fabulous family, and they would go on these exciting vacations around the world. She would live happily ever after, just like in the movies. She prayed her dreams would be answered, and of course, God answers prayers. Decades later, this little girl became a woman who would face questions regularly like, why aren't you married? Don't you want to get married? Sister, you know marriage is half our dean. Maybe, maybe you're just being too picky. You're so pretty. 
there's a reason you're not married. Some of your ideas are un-Islamic. No Muslim man is going to want to deal with that. I'm just trying to help you. You're so lucky not to be married. My husband drives me crazy. At least you have a career in your health. Have you ever thought about losing a little weight? You know, a man doesn't want an unhealthy wife. You know, at your age, being a second wife wouldn't be that bad. Maybe tone down your look and maybe what you say. You know what? Just give him a chance. Love can grow. He really is a nice guy. Have you ever thought of taking off your scarf? You could put it back on once you get married. Why are you being so selfish? Is it really worth it? I'm telling you this story because that little girl is me. Every day when I wake up, I go to bed alone. I'm reminded that my dream didn't come true. When people share or complain about their partners, I realize I don't have one. When I attend weddings, I'm reminded I'm not married. Now I'm attending the weddings of my friends' children. Some of my friends are grandparents. So not only am I single, but I don't have any children. So now my mom doesn't have grandchildren, and I haven't done my duty and contributed to the ummah. And trust me, people remind me of this fact um, quite frequently. I will say my mom is, you know, does not. So I'm very thankful she does not put that kind of pressure on me. Uh, but others do. Um, this happens less now that I'm older. I guess the aunties have kind of already written me off. Um, so I don't get as much of that conversation anymore. Um, so let me say this to you, though. Yes, I am grateful. I am very grateful every day that I get up because tomorrow is not promised. And yes, I'm thankful for my health, I'm thankful for my job, I'm thankful for a safe place to live, food, and I am blessed with wonderful friends and family. Sadly, I still feel like a failure. You might ask, this chutbah is about compassion and mercy. Why is she telling me all this? Because every day, I struggle with trying to practice compassion and mercy regarding myself. Every day, I work at reframing negative thoughts about being unmarried and exercising compassion and mercy regarding myself. I tell myself that some people's dreams take longer to fulfill. I remind myself that faith, to maintain faith and hope. I must admit though, some days and weeks are harder than others. As Muslims, we believe that every time we pray, not only are we earning good deeds for the act of prayer itself, but God always answers prayers in four ways. So either God answers the dua exactly as we ask for it, God gives us something better than what we ask for, God will answer the dua in the next world in a much better way than could have been answered here on earth. Or God will remove an obstacle or a tribulation from our path that was otherwise destined for us here on earth. We believe God is the best of planners and God knows what is best for us. God tells us this in the Quran. Perhaps you hate a thing and it is good for you. Perhaps you love a thing and it is bad for you. And God knows while you know not. Uh, this is chapter 2 verse 216. Let me say, 
I make no assumptions that everyone wants to get married or have children. I'm just sharing my dream. I also want anyone listening to this chutzpah with a similar dream and possibly the thoughts of failure to know they aren't alone. We are in a crisis, actually. There are more single people than ever before. So you are not alone. Most of the time, I keep my thoughts of failure to myself. I was too embarrassed and ashamed to tell anyone. No one told me finding a partner would be this hard. Not only do I, did, do I feel like a failure, um, I personalized my situation even more to think that there was something wrong with me. How are other people having success and I'm not? I felt worse about myself. I realize now I'm sure I came off desperate and at times, possibly, I seriously was desperate. My biological clock has been screaming, and I mean screaming, for years. This led me, though, to make some really poor choices. Um, the blessing is I've gained wisdom, I've, and I'm definitely willing to share my mistakes to help others avoid them. Let me continue with the story of the little girl. This little girl grows up to be a woman. She becomes a woman that has dedicated her life to helping others. She regularly volunteers in the community. She selects a career where she continues to help and be of service. Sometimes she works two and three jobs and continues to volunteer. She's rarely at home, and many of her friends and coworkers comment, girl, you are always in the streets. Her mom taught her the importance of being of service and being grateful for the blessings you have received. Positive things are happening for this woman's in this woman's life but there's still this nagging feeling, this underlying feeling of failure. She keeps these feelings to herself because she doesn't want to appear ungrateful for the blessings that she's received. Plus, dawa, doing good works by putting your faith in action is always good, and you will receive baraka, which is feeling the feelings of blessing, the grace of God. So on the surface, this woman is actually winning at, at life. I share this story because many times it is easier to show Rahman and Rahim mercy, compassion, and grace on others instead of yourself. I don't know about you, but somehow I received the message that focusing on myself was bad. Being selfish is never good. Growing up an only child, my mom always emphasized the importance of sharing and caring for others. I'm I'm also going to point out that there are societal pressures for many women encouraging them to be caregivers or nurturers. In an effort to help others, I lost or maybe I never had the compassion and mercy for myself that I gave to others. It's a dilemma that only recently I realized. I never really had compassion for myself, subconsciously or consciously. I may have felt that I was unworthy of compassion or mercy, and being selfish was just out of the question. I return back to Rahma and Rahim and state to you, you cannot truly have compassion and mercy for others if you don't give it to yourself first. I'm going to ask you, how many of you have been on airplane? Okay. Looks like many of you have been on an airplane. All right. So, when you are on an airplane, the flight attendant gives a safety speech. In that speech, they say, 
In case of emergency, passengers may need to use oxygen masks. Please put on your mask first before helping children or other passengers that may require assistance. I propose to you today, by practicing selflessness, selfishness, in the form of personal compassion and mercy, you are putting on your oxygen mask first and worshiping God. And that giving yourself mercy and compassion first is the only sustainable way to give it to others. So let me remind you of Al-Fatiha. When God introduces us to attributes of God, the first ones are Af-Rahman and Af-Rahim. God is reminding us the first and foremost, that God is compassionate and merciful. Many scholars state that al-Fatiha is, is a prayer in itself and a summary of the Quran. So if you, com if you comprehend and live by al-Fatiha, you are fulfilling your deen, your religion, your faith, and a way of life. God blesses us with infinite compass uh, compassion. Who are we to deny ourselves? God is also merciful. God sent the prophet, peace be upon him, to give us examples of compassion and mercy. Verily, in this Quran is a message for people who would worship God. We sent thee not, but as a mercy for all creatures. That is chapter 2, verse 106 and 107. There has certainly come to you a messenger from amongst yourselves. Grievous to him is what you suffer. He is concerned over you and to the believer is kind and merciful. That is chapter 9, verse 128. I also want to take note, God does not point out attributes of destruction and judgment. This, otherwise, you know, there's not this conversation of you're going to hell, judgment, all that type of thing, destruction that many times we hear um, or are advised about. Instead, instead of God focusing on negativity, God's first message to us as his believers is compassion and mercy. This is huge, people. This is huge. God blesses us with infinite compassion. Who are we to deny ourselves? I challenge everyone in this room, if you have feelings of failure, regret, remorse, and any other negative feelings about yourself, that you remind yourself that you are worthy of being self of selfishness and offer yourself compassion and mercy. Later on in this sermon, I'm going to give some suggestions on how to practice self-compassion and put yourself first. So now, we've talked a little bit about compassion for ourselves. So let's discuss giving compassion and mercy to others. Holding compassion and mercy for others can be challenging. How do I extend compassion to someone who has hurt me? Is it possible to reframe the situation and grow from it? So let's look at God's mercy and compassion on mankind. And ordain for us that which is good in this life and the hereafter, for we have turned unto thee. God said, with my punishment, I visit whom I will, but with my mercy extendeth to all things. That mercy I shall ordain for those who do right, practice regular charity, and for those who believe in our signs. That's chapter 7, verse 156. And your God is one God. There is no God but God, the merciful, the compassionate. 
That's chapter 2, verse 163. Allah, most gracious, is firmly established on the throne. That is chapter 20, verse 5. The most merciful taught the Quran, created humans, and taught them speech. The sun, the moon, by precise calculations, and all the stars and the trees prostrate. That's chapter 55, verse 1 through 6. So based on the above ayats and verses of the Quran, God's Rahman extends to everything. The believers, the unbelievers, friends, and enemy, enemies. God guides all creation and wants them to be successful in their own way. In my research, some scholars state that Rahim is extended to only believers and is a higher level of mercy. This goes deeper internally and looks at your heart and builds iman, faith. This also assists in building suburb, peace, and which to me is a link to faith. In my moments of wondering, God is allowing something to happen to me or the world. Why is God not blessing me with the husband? Why did this person hurt me in whatever capacity? When I hear the comments I mentioned earlier, I have to rely on Ahrahim. This is a deeper mercy. This extends to us when we make mistakes. So as believers, we can extend this Rahmah to persons that have harmed us as God can extend this to us when we have made poor choices and possibly harmed ourselves or others. This is also when we need to place ourselves in God's hands per se and realize we may not understand what is happening, but we must have faith because everything is in divine order. To further elaborate on Rahman, compassion, based on the above ayats, believers share in the goodness of humanity as well as the tragedy of humanity. If one of us is in pain, we are all in pain and we are bound by the most compassionate, the most merciful, to help each other. We are bound to help everyone regardless if they are Muslim or a believer. Compassion and mercy are a God-given right for all of God's creation. Let me be clear, I'm not asking you to forget the tragedy or trauma that has happened to you. You can extend compassion and mercy without forgiveness. One thing, you can do for, uh, one thing you can do is pray for someone. Praying for someone is no small act. I realize this may sound cliche. Um, let me also make a disclaimer. We don't have to announce when we're praying for someone. We just do it. There's a time and a place for stating you're praying for someone. Sometimes when a person is in deep despair, saying I'm praying for you may make it worse. I realize this sounds counterintuitive, so bear with me, people. But sometimes when people hear that, they feel like what they've just said to you, you're possibly dismissing it or minimizing it. We have recently seen how the phrase thoughts and prayers is being mocked because people aren't following up other possible actions with improving the situation. Gun violence, bullying, racism, mental illness, these are all things that are on, you know, we're dealing with hunger, homelessness. It's just all over the world there are these tragedies. So it's, again, action, following up, living, living your life by following up what you 
think, you pray, and you put it into action. Your Lord said, call on me and I will answer. That's chapter 40, verse 60. You can also offer someone a kind word. The prophet Muhammad said, peace be upon him, supplication is worship. I say what I have said, may God forgive us all. Alhamdulillah. All praises and thanks are due to God alone. How do we live compassion and mercy in our lives? What can we do? I'm going to return to the beginning of this chutbah and share comments that people said to me regarding finding a husband. I believe many of those people felt that they were actually being helpful, but actually they made me feel worse. I felt judged, and depending on the day, I felt hopeless. Many times people are looking for things they can do or say to comfort a person and provide them with compassion and mercy. I would like to remind everyone the difference between sympathy and empathy. I'm generalizing, but, when I, but from my experience, people view sympathy as pity. Pity sets up a power dynamic that one person is better than the other. So I'm gonna share with you Brene Brown, a researcher, professor, author on vulnerability and shame and empathy distinguishes sympathy as, I'm looking down at you in a hole. Empathy though is, I'm in the hole with you, providing you with support. I wanna challenge you all when you are able to get in the hole. I encourage everyone to practice empathy. Focus, focus on us helping each other. We are all equal, we just have different circumstances. One thing I've learned over the years is this, uh, over the years is that there may not be anything to say to someone, but offering human touch by holding someone's hand, patting or rubbing someone's back, or offering them a hug may be the biggest mercy I can give them at that time. I asked, you know, my background obviously is in, in therapy, so I'm gonna say this. Please ask permission before you cross anybody's boundaries. I know sometimes we wanna help by fixing person's problems, but that might not be possible or necessary. Listening to a person is huge. So many times people have told me that they have no one in their life who will really listen to them without judging them. Many times the act of telling your story can help you feel better because you let all of that pent up emotion out. I wanna remind everyone the letters that spell out listen also spell out silent so we can silently be supportive. Another option is to say something like, this sounds really difficult, mirroring the language that they used. If they said it was hard, mirror it. This sounds hard for you. That's how we offer, another way to offer empathy. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, a good word is a form of charity. I'm a certified mental health first aid instructor. 
And we have a section on helpful and unhelpful things to say to a person when trying to offer comfort. One of the huge unhelpful things to say is, I know exactly what you're going through. My aunt Rashida went through that and she said, you should do this. An alternative approach to that situation may be, what happened to me, this happened to me, I did this and I found it helpful. If, you, if you're interested, I can give you information or possibly a number. Starting any sentence with at least, generally unhelpful, it minimizes a person's experience. A couple weeks ago, I was at Juma at Masjid al-Taqwa. And the Khatib said, be mindful what you say to people. He gave three bullets, bullet points, um, that I believe can assist a person in being compassionate when speaking to someone. So before speaking, ask yourself, is it correct? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Another compassionate and merciful thing to do is make yourself available in the future. Maybe that person isn't ready to share right now. You might say, if you ever want to talk about it, give me a call. Maybe we can go get some coffee. You're acknowledging that they are experiencing something and that they can contact you for support in the future. That's huge. In offering compassion and mercy, I suggest doing something kind for yourself. Okay, for, for, for me, that something kind has been engaging in retail therapy and cupcakes. <laughs> that may not be the healthiest alternative. Okay, so now I'm gonna share with you uh, maybe doing something more budget friendly and health conscious. So now I've started to work out, uh, binge watch TV shows, I read, um, and of course being with my family and friends and volunteering. One of my volunteer projects is volunteering in a nursery, playing with babies. This usually puts a smile on my face and makes me feel hopeful. Another way to incorporate Rahman and Rahim in your life is dhikr. So I'm a huge believer in dhikr. I always have prayer beads, pretty much, I'm going to say. Um, I focus on, so what I do is I focus on one of the 99 names of God and use it like a mantra. I ask myself, what attribute of God do I need to bring into my heart? Today, we are discussing compassion and mercy. So I would say, Ya Allah, Ah Rahman, O God, the compassionate. Ya Allah, Ah Rahim. I would say this 100 times to myself or aloud. I concentrate on breathing, deep breathing slowly and bringing those words to my heart. Even as I say it, I'm like closing my eyes because I think about the peace that it can bring upon my heart. And doing research for this chutbah, I did read that reciting Ar-Rahman a hundred times after every obligatory prayer will enhance memory and awareness. The reciter will feel the burden vanishing away from his or her heart. I also read reciting Ar-Rahim after Fajr prayer a hundred times will keep a person safe from all tribulation and the reciter will find everyone benevolent towards him or her. So, be merciful to yourselves and others. Don't promise something you don't have the capacity to do. Don't get involved if you can't stay the course. 
or give a person your boundaries, your limitations. For example, I have an appointment in 15 minutes. Is that enough time for you to tell me whatever it is you want to tell me? If the person says no, follow up. Follow up, give an appointed time when you, when you are available. Be a person of your word and have integrity. Another mercy is to go a week without blaming anyone. See how that feels. I'm, I'm seeing some faces, expressions. Can you imagine just not blaming yourself or anyone else and just live in the moment of being blame-free? I know I have said a lot today, but in summary, I want to leave you with five things. God believes you are worthy of mercy and compassion. So exercise personal compassion and mercy. Be selfish, you're worth it. Put your oxygen mask on first. Next. Unrealized dreams do not make you a failure. Not everybody's path is the same. Three, help your single friends that are looking for partners. Ask them what they're looking for in a life partner. Stay on the lookout for eligible people. I've met people who weren't right for me, but were possibly fit for a friend. So I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. We got to help each other. You don't, so, and fourth, you don't always have to say something to offer support. Listening, supportive touch, go a long way. And try a little thicker in your life. So, with that being said, I'm going to also share a funny story with you. Because when I got here today, <laughs> and I'm laughing as I'm saying this, but when I got here today, so before getting here, I was running late, but I stopped. You know, I have a, anyways, I have a, a Starbucks app on my, and so I was stopping and minding my own business. Okay. So anyway, so I stopped. And so this guy approached me and was like, wow, you know, that really is a beautiful dress you have on. And I said, oh, thank you. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I got to go. And he was like, uh, uh, excuse me, miss, are you single? <laughs> Honestly, I had to pause, which probably made me look fake because then I said, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> but I was so in the moment, I really, like, I was so in the moment of, I got to go, I'm running late, that I didn't even kind of think about, like, yeah, I am single. And then the irony, I was like, I'm giving a chutbah on <laughs> being single. So, yeah, I guess I better be single, right? I am, by the way. Let me just clarify that. But I thought that was, like, a funny story. I mean, you know, so... In an attempt, people who know me, I like to wear bright colors. Uh, one is because I feel like it exudes confidence. And sometimes when you're not feeling yourself, at least if you look happy, happiness will kind of come up into you. So obviously this color is working for me. Uh, you know, and inshallah, as we learned earlier, so inshallah, um, God willing, you know, this color will keep working for me. Um, and with that being said, uh, I'm going to um, uh, close out this chutbah. Um, but let me say this. God commands justice, doing good, and generosity towards relatives, and God forbids what is shameful, blameworthy, and oppressive. 
God teaches you so that you may take heed. That is chapter 16, verse 90. Let's make dua. Oh God, I come to you as a humble servant. I want to first express gratitude and give thanks for the blessings of compassion and mercy you have given to me, the people who are hearing my words, and all of humanity and your creation. Thank you for giving me the strength to complete this chutzpah and to tell all those people who supported me, thank you. When I had extreme doubt regarding my ability and my anxiety was coming like crazy, you gave me the compassion and mercy to be compassionate again for myself. I ask that you continue to grow the flower of compassion and mercy in all our hearts. Keep us mindful that we are worthy. Put you first in all our actions. Help those who are sincerely seeking a partner. Let us be mindful that everything is in divine order. You are the most compassionate and merciful. Amen. Let us perform the prayer. <laughs>